You're listening to Got Tech, the podcast with your hosts, Eric Geis and Nick Johnson. Welcome back to Got Tech, the podcast. This is episode 149 called EdTech Tool Collection Tips and Tricks, parenthesis, one best things. In this episode, we'll unpack some of our favorite resources and ideas from a recent social media collaboration from quizzes called One Best Thing. This is another episode you don't want to miss. Check it out. So we are back. We're almost at a century and a half on the episodes. That's pretty cool. It feels like we just hit a hundred, you know, maybe a month or two ago. But it has been. uh, We've we've been going strong every two weeks. Super excited to get to 150. Should have a guest on. I'm guessing for 150. It only seems right because our guests are so few, far in between. And I think for all the other milestones we've had guests on in one shape or form yeah i don't think we need like a big old celebration like we did for 100 but we'll definitely we'll definitely do something a little bit special and uh you know bring on a, a different voice for episode 150 which is nice because like you said it's been a while uh, right off the top to our listeners in episode 149 i have to apologize because i have a cough drop in my mouth i don't know if that's going to come through in the audio if it does there's just no way around it because it's the only thing keeping me from entering into like a two-minute-long coughing fit here. I'm not sick. If you're worried, I'm not sick. It's just this lingering, most lingering cold I've ever had in my entire life. Yeah, so you had it for the last month. I had it for a while, but there were two totally different things, I'm pretty sure. But I'm telling you what, it just doesn't go away. It's super annoying. But I will say Nick looks rather chipper today. Like, He's, he's starting to get his color back, so I, I hope he's on the mend. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I feel great. I feel uh, chipper is a good word for it. It's, I just sound horrendous. So hopefully I don't have too much uh, too much editing to do in terms of the coughs in this episode. Uh, but regardless of that, we're talking about this very cool online PD experience uh, collaboration. Honestly, I'm not sure what to call it. This is from... Uh, Kyle Nemus, who now works for Quizzes, he's an excellent Twitter, I guess, X. Uh, is that how people say it stop, now? Yeah, just stop saying X. Okay. Let's just, we'll just let, call we'll it. stick with Twitter. I okay. mean, if we have to start <laughs> yeah. going with X, I'm getting off the platform. It just doesn't. I mean, I've been saying it now for weeks as X. It just doesn't roll off the tongue the same. But whatever. Kyle Nemus on Twitter, um, who's an excellent follow if, if you haven't done that yet. And this particular... Uh, this particular PD was was really cool, and it generated um, one of the better lists of everything, resources, tips, tricks that I've seen in, in a while. I'm not describing this very well. Do you think you could step in and do a better job than me? I'll, I'll catch you when you fall. I will. <laughs> All right. So when I first signed up for this, I thought it was just going to be a quizzes-type breakout room in a zoom meeting learn more stuff about quizzes and i was super excited but i was pleasantly surprised because there were a lot of other things uh kyle does a nice job at getting tech coaches from all over and anyone that's interested in tech uh, from all over come and present now some of the stuff is on on quizzes stuff which i've 
really wanted to see because uh, I am not, I'm just starting my path on quizzes. Uh, it's it's an awesome tool uh, for assessment and lesson planning, and really it's just turning into a one-stop shop. But uh, this PD was a whole bunch of ed tech leaders uh, presenting things that they enjoyed, and it was pretty phenomenal. The first thing that we did was um, Kyle sent out a link, and everyone filled out a form asking them to describe their one best thing. Now, that one best thing could be a teaching tip, it could be a trick, it could be a tool, it could be a resource, it could be a website, etc. But each person did it and they put one thing in that they consider their one best thing. And then you, uh, at the end, you get this big master list that he organized into categories and he sent it out to everybody and he put it on Twitter. So I put that Twitter link, if you're interested in the, the big list, uh, into the show notes for this episode, uh, but we will be focusing on a couple of tools that we pulled out or tips, tricks, whatever it may be, uh, just to talk about for this episode. Ironically, some of these were already in our pre-planning for episode 149, but once we realized that there are four on the list, we just decided to do a synopsis of some of the ones that we really like uh, on the list. And we have the people that shared them on there to give them their credit as well. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. You can find out more at teachbetter.com slash podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. So let's let's jump straight into it. We've got I'm not sure what the total number is here. It looks like about nine different things. I have a feeling it's going to be more than nine because I've already got a couple other ideas that I know I want to pepper in along the way. But these are the standouts from that list. And of course, there was a, a ton of other ones that were really great on there as well. But uh, a lot of them we've talked about before on the show. So this is the the standouts that we haven't mentioned before. So they're new to us and hopefully new to our listeners as well. And we've got, a, it's a whole grab bag of things. So websites, extensions, and sometimes just like ideas or things to try too. And I think I'm going to let you take the first one on the list, which is which is one of the more exciting ones on here, I think. Yeah. So the first one is an extension. It's called Brisk Teaching. And the Brisk Teaching extension uh, does a bunch of things and it's in the... Uh, I guess Google Docs is its main living place. All right. It uses AI to do four things. Relevel text from a site, uh, detect AI in student writing, create lessons, quizzes, etc. from a doc. And probably one of my favorite things is it gives students friendly feedback on their writing, uh, which they say glow, grow, wonder format. Uh, so I really like this one. It's an extension. It will show up in the bottom right-hand corner once you've downloaded the extension and logged into it. And it's simple. You're in a Google Doc. You have any type of text there. And you hover over it, and it's going to give you those four different options. Detect AI, uh, start writing, or create a lesson. So you can just type in create a lesson or a project on X, Y, and Z, and it will do it. You could ask it to write questions for you, and it will do it. And it is all done within the doc. So it's a one-stop shop. Uh, a lot of people compare this to Diffit. Um, for me, uh, I see them as similar but different. 
Uh, I think Diffit goes across more of Google services or the Google apps. They go to Sheets. Um, they go to Forms or Docs Forms. I guess eventually we'll get to Sheets if you grade it. And then now they're doing slides and they have all these awesome templates and everything in there. So I see them different. If you live in, in Google Docs, I would say go with Brisk Teaching. Um, if you live across multiple, if you utilize multiple of these Google apps for education, um, I would say Diffit. So Brisk is uh, a little bit newer than Diffit, I believe. Uh, and I can see the upgrades and, and the changes that Diffit's making. So, I mean, I think right now I'm leading towards Diffit because it's a one-stop shop, but I could see Brisk also um, branching out as well. And really, it's going to be your decision. We oftentimes bring up different tools. Uh, I just have a tough time getting away from Diffit uh, right now because it's, it's proven across three of these uh, apps. Yeah, if you're looking to level readings, like level articles to different reading levels and generate resources about those readings, I don't think you can make an argument against Diffit. It's definitely the way to go. What Brisk has going for it is the fact that it's an extension, so you don't have to leave your Google Doc. Uh, it's just a little, a little icon that pops up in the bottom, I think, right-hand corner, and it's going to do all those different things. I guess Brisk is going to... It builds that in too. There's all those different things, right? There's that AI detector right there. You don't have to copy the text, go to a different website, paste the text, run the report and see what it is. This all happens like right there without leaving that tab, which has ob obvious benefits to it. So Brisk is cool. And, and like I said, you kind of just have to gauge how you're using those tools to see whether it might be useful. I can tell you this, it's it's worth anybody giving it a try to see if it's one you're going to keep or not. And this is uh, on the list from Megan Markham. So thanks, Megan, for sharing Brisk with us. The next one I'm going to talk about is called Scribe. Uh, this is one of our favorite um, tutorial creators, which means if you're ever generating any kind of instructions, if you're a tech coach, that could be, of course, instructions for staff. If you're a teacher, this could be instructions for your students on how to do certain things, what to click, where to click, when to click, what to type. This could be administrators who are coming up with, you know, instructions for you've got some standardized testing coming up that's done on the computer and you want to make sure everybody knows how to do it and what to do. Of course, there's lots of reasons to generate tutorials and this is a great way to do it. So if you are using Scribe, it's going to automatically capture whatever you are clicking on on your screen. It's going to generate a very attractive guide for people to use after the fact and capture that process so you can share it out. Um, one of my favorite things about it is how nice it looks. It's very easy to read and use for your end user of this guide or this tutorial. You can also customize what it creates afterwards. So if you don't quite like how it captured something, you can edit the screenshots or add in your own text. Or um, there's even like a cool, like a redact feature they call it, where if there's student information on the screen, you can blur that out or cover it up at least. And then you share this thing out just with one click. It's really, really great. Um, it's one of those tools that a lot of people, even in the business world, are using, maybe even more, more heavily in the business world. So Scribe's a great one. 
to go along with this, I wanted to also let everybody know uh, something we just learned about, which is uh, Windows. If you're a Windows user, so sorry, Mac people, I'm sure you probably have an alternative, but Windows has its very own built-in steps recorder. If you go to the little search bar in the bottom left-hand corner of your, your Windows screen and type in steps recorder, it'll pop up and it does what Scribe does. It Every single thing you click and type, it keeps track of that. It grabs screenshots of the whole thing. And even if you're typing on your keyboard, it keeps track of what you typed in. So that is like, you know, if you are a Windows user, that might be the easiest to use because you don't have to have any sort of third-party uh, service, I guess. It's just right there. However, uh, I'm not afraid to say that the output, the end result tutorial is pretty ugly. So it's, it's really, and there's a word I'm looking for, like utilitarian looking. It doesn't, there's no like emphasis on the, I don't know, the screenshot or it doesn't list super clearly like what to click. It's all there, but you would really have to read through the tutorial closely. So it works great, it's easy, and you've got it, but it's not pretty. Scribe's gonna do all the same stuff, but better, and your end product is, is much more user-friendly. And um, I think Scribe's one of the better ones of these that you could go with. Yeah, I like Scribe. Anything that we're able to communicate clearly to our staff, I think that's amazing. Uh, I'll get into my next one. My next one is a little bit of everything. It's, it's a website, it's a resource hub. Um, it's called GoldEDU, all right? So if you go to goldedu.org, uh, you'll see this platform. Now, I will say this, uh, I've heard of GoldEDU before, but I'm not sure if we actually brought it up unless one of our past guests brought it up because she is one of the three that has started GoldEDU, and that is Stephanie Howe. So Stephanie Howe, she teams up with... Uh, Megan Fern and Ashley Holcomb, and they've made this awesome resource slash website slash EdTech everything. Uh, you go on there, uh, they have something called the Make and Take. Um, the Make and Take is a series of videos that help you learn technology strategies, share resources, and collaborate with others. Uh, and they have a Google group that you can uh, join to be a part of that. Uh, they also have um, a resource page, and this is what I really want to talk about, the resource page, uh, because I think that this is just an amazing resource to have. So in here, you have a description of gold resources. You have this resource hub that is also in here, and you can check out all the different stuff that they have to offer there. But I would strongly, if anything... If you only do one thing, I would go over to YouTube, I would type in GoldEDU and follow their channel because they just have so much, so much that you can get there. Um, they have videos beyond belief. If you want timers, they have that. Uh, they have a lot of things that kind of look like edu protocols, like the fast and the curious, how to do it, how to run it and a lot of other really, really awesome resources. So check out goldedu.org. Yeah, the, the workhorse that is Stephanie Howell. Very impressive, and what a, what a cool website. The next one we've got is an extension from Quizzes itself, which is pretty cool. And this one, 
automatically turns whatever website you're on into a quiz is quiz. So awesome. This goes along with the whole new suite of AI tools that they're incorporating. Like one of them that's also relatively new is you can add in uh, a slide deck that you have and their AI automatically reads all the information in the slide deck and it's going to turn that into a quiz for you automatically. And you're going to see this kind of stuff pop up all over the place. Like, um, you know, if we jump back to Diffit really quick, they have one that does that for YouTube videos. So you can put in the link to any YouTube URL and Diffit's going to read through that and generate a list of uh, resources to go along with that video. And the same thing's happening here. I love that it's a Chrome extension though. That means I don't have to actually go into my quizzes account to do anything. I'm just scanning through, let's say, a article from the New York Times about global warming for my upcoming global warming lesson in, in chemistry class. And I tap the extension and it automatically turns that into a quiz. Maybe I'm on the website for the online textbook that I use. Automatically turns all that information from the textbook that I'm using to teach my course into a quiz. All of these ways to get these quizzes generated automatically and I don't have to make them. To me, I've never been a big online quiz user just because I, I felt like I didn't have the time to sit there, input all the questions, choose the right answers, generate the feedback to go along with each right and wrong answer. It just kind of always made me say, ah, eh, forget it. But now that problem has been completely solved with things like this. So, you know, if you just try Googling quizzes, AI, Chrome extension, that'll pop up for you or you can head to our show notes. But this is a really cool one and is one of the smoother, uh, more common sense things that I've seen in a while. Yeah, so Kyle Nemus uh, obviously uh, shared this one with the group and I think it was valuable. I uh, know when I first looked at it, I was like, is this real? Is this yeah, like yeah. I, I didn't hear about the uh, quizzes AI Chrome extension. So I was very happy to check it out. And it does work very, very well. I thought it would be since it's brand new. I thought there would be a little bit more issues with it and more tweaking that needs to be done. But I was very pleasantly surprised when I used it for the first time. So check out that quizzes AI Chrome extension. I'll get into my next one. And I really love this one. It's a very simple tool. Uh, it's something I'm going to use for my escape the rooms when I make them. It's called Fody.com, F-O-D-E-Y.com. And it allows you to create a newspaper clipping with a headline and story that could be used to summarize an article. Like I said, I'm going to use it for uh, my escape the rooms. Other people have used it for a reading selection just to make the uh, whatever they're supposed to read, you know, on seem different than a typical article on a piece of paper. Uh, some people use them as tickets out the door or a formative assessment. Uh, so all that you have to do is enter a title, enter the date, put the name of like the newspaper and copy and paste anything that you want to be formatted into a newspaper. And it looks like a newspaper clipping. It's, it's super cool. Uh, Janine Entz, I hope I'm pronouncing uh, the name right, but Janine Entz was the person that shared Fody.com. How many how many times a week do you get asked by somebody um, for a recommendation on a translating tool? How often does that happen for you? I, I would say two three times a month. It's constant. I I don't know I don't know what it is. 
about, I mean, obviously I know what it is. There's a tremendous need for that. I'm not uh, diminishing it, but uh, what I mean is there's just so many translating tools and a lot of them are, they're just like built in. You don't even have to really go anywhere. If you want a translating tool, just, just check out, you know, go to Google Chrome extensions and search translating tool. Even just Google translate itself is, is great. So uh, I just don't understand this question. I think what people really mean is, do you know of a, a good translating tool? And a lot of them are good. And I've got one that seems really, really good here. It's called DeepL. Uh, DeepL Translate, you can find them at deepl.com. There's a little bit more there to the URL, but I think if you just Google DeepL, and that's the letter L.com, you'll find it. Um, it's an AI translator tool, and the AI is going to improve the translation you get, of course, because it's not just going like word for word. It's actually trying to understand context and comprehend and, and do a little bit more there. So that's helpful. 31 languages. It's going to cover most of the big ones. You, What I like about it is you can do three different things with it. It's going to translate text that you just copy-paste in. So this is like your, your fast and easy use. We just have a little snippet you want to put in there. My favorite one is the ability to translate entire files. So PDF, drag it onto their website, translates the whole PDF for you. Docs as well, PowerPoints as well. That's a really big one, I think, because it's cool to have your presentations done in multiple languages. Um, it also has a special thing called DeepL Write, which is gonna bring in AI to do some of the writing and editing for you along with those translations. Really, really cool. Um, they also have a handy little dictionary tool like right on the main page that might help you to sort of understand yourself what you have just translated. But, you know, if you're somebody who has wondered about translating tools or has asked this question, or maybe you're a tech coach who gets this question a lot, you should file DeepL into your uh, your little toolbox there of stuff you can share out. DeepL is from Jessica Adams. Thanks, Jessica. That's a really awesome translator. Yeah, I've heard of DeepL before. Uh, it's not one that I've played around with, but just looking at your screen right now as you're playing around with it, I think this is something that I will definitely check out. Uh, usually there are two others that I go to pri like before uh, something like this because I just know they're tried and true, but I'm now starting to hear that they want more functionality out of the tools that uh, out of a translating tool. So this might be the answer to that. All right, I'll get into my next one, and I'm, I'm I chose a lot of website resources on the list because I think sometimes you know podcasts get on like they're not noticed. But I think uh, websites are even further away from being noticed. Uh, and this one is another powerful one like GoldEDU. And it's uh, phouseedu.com. So P-H-A-U-S-E-D-U.com. And uh, this is Patrick Hauseman's uh, website. And I know Patrick. I've, I met him at the Teach Better conference. And uh, to be honest, I didn't know that he had this website. So I'm glad that it was recommended, uh, put on the list because I checked it out and it is awesome. So as soon as you go uh, onto uh, the website, which is going to be in the links, I'm going to just go straight to the, he has a blog and, you know, his Twitter handles, all that stuff, which will be in the show notes. But I like the resources. Um, if you go to the resources, 
he has a lot of videos and presentations that you can just go and get. So anytime that he does a presentation, it seems like he puts these presentations onto his webpage. And, you know, there are some in here called hashtag app days. And I went and looked at that. And I guess he probably did this one with uh, Phil Strunk, who we had on the podcast before. Um, and you, you look through some of these. He has another one called... Uh, um, that I that I saw the other day where it's like all the unknowns of Google, like all the less popular uh, apps and stuff. And that one was phenomenal. I learned a lot from that one. Here's another one called a six pack of tools that can transform your classroom. Five great ways to structure student led learning. So he's hitting all the main topics and everything, but he's giving you his presentations, which are jam packed with uh, resources. So I just think that it is pretty awesome that he is sharing all this stuff there. Uh, if you go to his uh, blog, he has even more resources that he's sharing there. Uh, and I just think it's an awesome way to connect with such a great teacher. Uh, Patrick is an educator that is that comes off very quiet. But when you listen to the stuff that he shares, it is very, very powerful. And that was my take of him out at Teach Better. Very quiet, very reserved at times. But anytime he talks, you want to listen because what comes out of his mouth is probably something that you're going to implement into your class. He's just one of those influencing educators. That's cool. And this is another unique uh, resource that is... It's just a like a mega collection of stuff. It's great. So that's a great one. Thanks, Patrick. This next one I'm really excited about. This is going to be my uh, my item of the show or my favorite of the show. And I can't remember if I've mentioned it before in a recent episode. I probably have. But I'm just super jazzed on this. And even if I have mentioned it, I don't think I've given it this spin. So here we go. I'm talking about something in Canva. Sorry, everybody, for keep, you know, we go there constantly. But there's just no way around it because there's just such so many cool things happening constantly. Um, there's a thing called Canva whiteboards and they've been there for a while. A whiteboard, um, I think is, it's something I'm particularly interested in right now when it comes to Canva. They are, uh, infinite open white spaces in which you can, uh, work, write down things, create designs, add in all your typical Canva stuff, um, meant as, it's meant as whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's a whiteboard space. There's a lot of these, right? If you know Jamboard. It's like that, uh, which is going away, by the way. Sometime in 2024, Jamboard's going to disappear from the EdTech landscape. And one of the places I'm pushing teachers to go who use Jamboard, because as we're finding out, there's a lot of them, is Canva whiteboards. Uh, compared to something like Jamboard, they're better in almost every way. One, the space is infinitely big, so you're not limited to some you know, series of small slides. Two, the things you can add are way more diverse. Uh, the writing tool in, a, in the Canva whiteboard is, is way better. Um, there's just so much, uh, including, because it's Canva, templates. So I'm looking at all the, the Canva whiteboard templates. Now, you don't have to use these. You can just start with a big, giant, blank space if you want. But they've got so many cool templates for, for starting points. So... Um, you know, one of them here is a to-do list where it's got all these different areas set up for categories of to-do lists. KWL charts, 
SWOT analysis. So a lot of these you can see are for teachers. Polls, where you invite a bunch of people to your whiteboard and everybody moves around their little color shape and puts it in a certain location. Story maps, mood boards. Um, you know, here's one for your personal life, tailgate planner. And you have to see these things to get a sense of it. But, uh, you know, spider diagrams where you're connecting different images and uh, cause, and cause and effect boards, word web whiteboards, just never ending lists of stuff, mind maps, decision trees, workflows, so many cool things already built and set up for you. Um, I've already tried this once where I invite an entire class of 24 kids onto a whiteboard. They can each go to their own little corner that I give them with a, I add like a giant colored square, like a giant green square. And I say, group A, you're working inside the green square. And then if you're group A, they all just sort of go over to the green square on their screen, zoom in and work there. So then when I go to review that work, I just... I show the green square up at the front of the room and they can talk about it. So cool. Um, the really cool part is once you're done with a whiteboard, you can do an extra thing with it, which is um, click on something called Magic Switch. And Magic Switch is automatically going to take everything in that whiteboard and convert it into a more typical Canva design, um, specifically into a Canva doc. So if you can imagine a brainstorming space where everybody's putting in ideas or, you know, group work where everyone's got certain things figured out, you can let then Magic Switch automatically turn that into a more formalized document, uh, which is just so cool. It's like, it's like taking, you know, step two out of it after everybody's sort of working and just spitting ideas out there. Now we can have this polished doc Canva style to make it look super awesome. So this one's this one's twofold. Whiteboards by themselves are awesome. And then the second thing is that magic switch, which can turn the whiteboard into something uh, maybe shareable that you're going to email to the, your entire team. I love it. I'm a huge fan. Check them out. Canva whiteboards. Yeah, I don't really have too much to add there. I mean, I nothing think you did a great say. job nothing on that. Yeah, I mean, it's powerful. So the last one that I have is YouTube ad blocker shortcut. Now, most ad blockers, they're either an extension, which will probably get shut down by YouTube because they have their premium version. They don't want people to use extensions. Uh, the other ones are letters that you add in the root of the uh, URL, meaning uh, oftentimes there's little tricks if you add like VVV before YouTube that will take you to a YouTube download or something like that. But all those get shut down too at, at some point in time. So this one isn't something that you add after the slash. So YouTube.com slash. And somewhere in there you're going to see the word watch. All right. So you'll see the watch come up somewhere at the end after the uh, slash um in the youtube url and when you're changing something in there you stay on the youtube platform but if you add an underscore and then the word pop-up one word uh all lowercase after the word watch in the url it will get rid of the uh ads for that video which is super helpful so uh, I know that's something very short, pretty self-explanatory. Just find the word watch and after it 
put underscore pop up and it will block all ads from that YouTube video. So pretty solid there. With that one, we are going to wrap up this episode the same way that we always do. If you find value in this content, please go over to uh, Apple and review us. Give us a positive rating. Uh, tell us how we're doing. If you have any tools, you could suggest them there. That if we should put them on the uh, if we should put them on the podcast, and we'll take a look at them. You could also go to any place that you get podcasts, and you can hear episodes. You can go over to YouTube, check out our channel, which has all our videos. Oftentimes, we take a couple of tools from each show and we do a deeper dive on those. Go check out those. Uh, and we also have a Twitter page where you can find Nick at Nick Got Teched, me at Guys Got Teched, or the show at We Got Teched. Uh, tell your friends about www.gottech.com. Check out our website for a whole bunch of freebies and templates and things like that. And also tell your friends about the awesome podcast network that we are a part of called the Teach Better Podcast Network. Till next time, go check out some of these and we'll check you later. listening to got tech the podcast remember to subscribe to our show and follow us at we got tech on twitter so you can stay up to date with the latest episode releases blog posts product reviews and pd announcements you can also follow guys and i individually at guys got tech and at nick got tech on twitter or on instagram at nick got tech finally remember to check out our website gottech.com where we post all our episodes articles and resources available to you for free until next time